Good morning, Jim. Morning, Jay. All right, Jim. So we have the uh, last two teams standing. The Chiefs and the 49ers are off to the Super Bowl. They'll play on February 11th in Las Vegas. Your thoughts on the championship games yesterday, starting with the Chiefs' win against the Ravens. I, I thought the fact that uh, Mahomes was able to tear through a really good defense early on set the tone for that game, and the Ravens became very flustered and made a lot of uncharacteristic mistakes. They've been bullying good teams all year, and all of a sudden they're down at home in really the biggest home game in in franchise history, in Ravens history, and they didn't handle it. Uh, Jackson didn't play his best. Uh, they had dropped passes. They had unsportsmanlike conduct penalties that were stupid. They had a lot of stupid penalties in general. Uh, they're probably the better team, but the fact that Mahomes and Kelsey are able to get their team a lead and put all that pressure on the Ravens, it was really interesting to see. And you could see that, you know, Mahomes is completely comfortable in that setting. And we saw that Lamar Jackson, it felt like when you watched him play, you could see him thinking, I have to win this game to prove myself. It's a horrible thought to have in your head. Mahomes is out there saying, I'm going to find a way to win this game. And it wasn't his greatest statistical uh, masterpiece. They didn't, you know, they hit the offense, didn't function very well in the second half. But they did enough to, to put the Ravens in a position of stress, and then they took advantage of that. You know, Patrick Mahomes still has a lot of career left, but boy, what he's been able to accomplish to this point is pretty amazing, and he's still a young man, and to win on the road at Buffalo and then at Baltimore in back-to-back -back weeks, pretty impressive, huh? Amazing. He's just amazing. Um, you know, listen, when you look at total resume, you can't dispute that Tom Brady has the best quarterback resume of all time. He just does. Uh, but Mahomes, I don't know. When I watch him play, I feel like I'm watching the best to ever do it. Just because he can do film, he can do everything well. He scrambles well. He runs well. Uh, he reads defenses well. He leads. He plays with emotion. Um, you know, he, he's just, you know, he's my favorite, probably my favorite player to ever watch because of all those things. And it, it's kind of. If you're a Chiefs fan, certainly you're going to be following them and you're going to be pulling for them. And there, I know that there's people out there that don't want to see the Chiefs make it again because they've been there so often. But it, it feels to me a little bit of like when the Bulls would always had success, that you always kind of pulled for Jordan because you wanted to see what he might do next. And I'm kind of starting to feel that same way about Mahomes. Yeah, I feel the same way. I, I just I like I like seeing historic performances. And upsets are fun in the moment, but then you have to watch the team that pulled off the upset try to keep it up, and usually they can't. And you, it sometimes it diminishes the next game. Uh, when Mahomes is playing, you feel like you're all, you always have a chance of seeing something spectacular and historic. And I didn't like the Patriots because of Belichick and they're cheating and all that other stuff, but I did feel the same way about Tom Brady. It's like I get to watch this. I get to watch history being made, and Mahomes is kind of that guy, only more fun to watch. Jim, how about uh, Travis Kelsey? 11 catches for him. He breaks a Jerry Rice record for most catches in a championship game. That's pretty amazing, too. Yeah, he, and he's fantastic. And he didn't have the greatest season, and they didn't have the greatest season offensively. But they figured it out. You know, they figured it out. And uh, Kelsey has been so important in both the playoff victories. Now he's ahead of Jerry Rice in some, you know, all-time playoff categories. And that's just ridiculous. I, I covered Jerry Rice a lot. Back in the day when sports writers went all over the place and covered all the, the playoff games. And I mean, for anybody, for anybody, but especially a tight end to surpass any postseason. Now, part of it is the function of more playoff games, so he gets more opportunities. I'm not saying he's a better receiver than Jerry Rice, but to even be, you know, for a tight end to be mentioned the same 
breadth historically of Jerry Rice is amazing. I mean, Travis Kelsey is a great, great player. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and his brother probably will be too. How about the uh, Lions and 49ers? Uh, looked like the Lions were going to make it. They were up 24 to 7 at halftime. They were just moving the ball at will against the 49ers. What happened in the second half? Uh, bad fumble by Jameer Gibbs. Um, Goff, they started pressuring Goff. Goff did not play well under pressure. And they went for it twice in field goal range on fourth down and didn't make it one on a pass that should have been caught that should have led to either three or seven points. Uh, so really, those Lions, I mean, yes, the 49ers are good. They're really good. They're really talented, and they put on a push. If the Lions had not made mistakes, they win that game. The fourth down calls, it's hard to criticize them for because that's the way they play. That's the way they've always played. It's what they believe in doing. Uh, so, you know, but again, if they don't drop passes, if they catch that fourth down pass, they probably score enough points to win that game. Yeah, and Dan Campbell, you know, he said he was prepared to answer the questions in regards to going forward on fourth down and not succeeding. Um, and there's no guarantee they make that 48-yard field goal anyway, right? Isn't right. that part of it? That's part of it, too. As you're, you're, you know, And that's one of the reasons I like it. First of all, and the analytics tell you you should go for it on fourth down much more than most coaches do. And Campbell adopted, you know, Campbell's looked at as an old-school guy, but he, had, he has adopted that and it has worked for his team. That's one of the reasons they've had such a great season. Uh, second of all, you don't know if the field goal is going to go through. Uh, and a lot of coaches, I think, deep in their hearts are thinking, okay, if I go for it on fourth down it's and don't get it, it's my fault. If I let the field goal kicker kick it and he misses it, it's the kicker's fault. So I kind of like the fact that Campbell says, no, we're just going for it. We're not going to leave the you know, this game up to our kicker's leg. Um, it didn't work out, but I really can't criticize him for it. And again, if Reynolds catches that one fourth down pass, they probably go down and score, score a touchdown and win the game. And the other thing is, luck does have something to do with it, especially when you see a big comeback. Usually there's some element of luck. And Brock Purdy threw an, a certain interception down the field that went through a Detroit Lion defender's hands, bounced off his face back, and then Ayuk ends up catching it on the four-yard line, setting up a touchdown. Uh, that's just pure luck. And you're, when you get down as far as they were down, you're going to need some luck like that. So what do you think about the matchup with the uh, 49ers taking uh, the 49ers against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? Spectacular. Uh, you have the best set of skill position players in the NFL, uh, the best collection of stars in the NFL on one side, and then you have Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, uh, Hall of Fame coach, and a very, very good defense on the other side. It's gonna be, it's, it'll be fascinating uh, because no. There's no way for it not to be fascinating. You think of you think about how the the 85 different ways the game could go. All of them would be fascinating. Um, and you know what? I can tell you already. I'm going to be picking Mahomes just because I don't really trust Purdy. I mean, again, the biggest play of the game for him was one that bounced off the face mask of a defender. So um, even though 49ers probably have more talent overall, I, I just love the way the Chiefs figure things out. Boy, the Lions were able to run the ball really effectively against the 49ers. Did the Chiefs look at that and say, you know, we got Pacheco, we can let him run against him? Yes, and Pacheco had, Pacheco's had. been very good down the stretch. He's a good player overall, but he's been very effective down the stretch. He's been very good uh, in the red zone, scoring touchdowns. And, you know, now they kind of have a little more balance they had early in the year. Now they have Pacheco running it very effectively. They have Kelsey playing at his best. They have... Uh, and they have Rice providing enough on the outside. And 
you know, MVS, that all the scantling has made some big plays. He's not highly productive, but he's made a couple of clutch plays for them. So they have better balance and more overall offensive talent right now than they felt, it felt like they had midseason. Jim, over the weekend as well, the uh, Gopher men's basketball team was able to win at Penn State to go to 4-5 and five in the Big Ten. The Gopher women lost to Illinois yesterday. Your thoughts on those two games? Yeah, big win for the Gopher men. Uh, they're hanging in there, and I think Christie is really developing into a top-notch Big Ten player. He can really shoot it. He's smart. He can handle it. Uh, he's a nice combo guard. Uh, they got a lot of, you know, Ola Joseph really stepped up big for them. Parker Fox made some big plays. Mitchell was good. Garcia was good. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I mean, a really good road. I mean, this is the first time we won two road games, I think, 2019, 2020 in the Big Ten. Uh, it, it shows that they have some fight in them. They have, they're have they kind of building some roster depth. If Christie's going to be this good, that makes them a different team. And as for the women, disappointing loss. It just feels like they are not, you know, they've improved defensively a lot. They've improved their ball handling a lot. They're not clicking offensively as well as they should with the available talent. Uh, you know, Braun is not having the breakout season I expected. And if she gets it going at some point and starts shooting the way she's capable of shooting, she's really going to stress defenses and open some things up for her teammates. It just hadn't happened yet. How about the Timberwolves' loss against the Spurs on, on Saturday? Uh, a bad loss, and they are playing really poorly in the fourth quarter this last month or so, and that's got to change. Uh, that's not going to work in the playoffs. It's not going to work to keep you in the top two seed. Uh, it's just too good a conference to not be able to close out games. Um, they just have to kind of figure out how they want to play in fourth quarters. And, you know, Edwards had a really big game, but he's not. he doesn't always make the best decisions in those situations. Conley's been kind of, you know, lagging a little bit lately physically. They need. They really need him. And that's also where if they make a trade before the trading deadline, you know, maybe bring in a Tyus Jones-type player might help in those situations. Jim, how about the Wolves game tonight against OKC? Uh, big game. Big game if you want to be the number one seed. Um, and Oklahoma City's been playing better this month. Oklahoma City beat them last time they played. But these are all almost always close, fun games. And And here's the other thing. I mean, we can, you know, it's, it's part of the job of a sports fan to fret about everything. But here we are in late January, and the Timberwolves are playing Oklahoma City for the first seed in the West, and the games are a lot of fun. These are This is great basketball, really fun, well-coached teams. Uh, so, you know, stress about where they are in the standings, but also enjoy the quality of basketball we get to see right now. Jim, Twins Festival's last weekend. Rocco Baldelli talking about Byron Buxton being a center fielder. Um, what are your thoughts? How do you think they're going to handle him uh, heading into the season? And is the expectation that he's the center fielder on opening day and beyond? They really want him to be. And, and last year, when I was talking to midwinter, they wanted Buxton to be their center fielder. They wanted to slowly get him up to speed. And they, want, and they expected to make the playoffs. They wanted him to be their center fielder in the playoffs. And obviously, it just didn't work out. When they really got to spring training and he started moving around, they were like, uh-oh. And that's when they went and got Michael Taylor. Um, they really think he's in a better place now. Part of it is hope. You know, you can't guarantee that he's going to be healthy, but they think he has a shot of being healthier this year. And they would love to see him out there as many games as possible. And then they would love to see him starting the playoffs for them. Um, and... I know that the Twins are making a lot of people angry about not making moves in free agency. 
uh, from a, they still want one more pitcher, obviously, and I still could, st- could see them making that kind of a deal. But if you get, I don't know, 60 games in center field from Byron Buxton, and he performs better at DH when he's not in center field, and Correa is healthy and has a typical offensive season instead of his very difficult last year where he was playing through plantar fasciitis. And if you get a full season of Royce Lewis, I mean, that's better than any free agent. All right, Jim, what do you got in your podcast? Uh, full slate is up with good chin music with Roy Smalley. We have a good John Krasinski show with John Krasinski. Uh, we got Mike Grimm's Go, Go Gopher podcast, uh, Dave Lee's music show. Everything's at talknorth.com or on your favorite podcast app. All right, Jim, thank you. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks, Jim. It's Jim Suhan, Star Tribune Sports Columnist, joining us every weekday morning at this time. Follow him on Twitter at Suhan Strib. Check out his latest column in the Star Tribune or his podcast at talknorth.com. Jim, today brought to you by the Green Mill in downtown St. Cloud and also by Wimmer Opticians. News from ABC's next.